Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce, founder of Podcast Chef. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Jit Hinchman from Supply Chain Advisor. Hello, Jit. How are you? And welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm doing great. How are you, Sean? Thank you for having me here. appreciate it. Yeah, doing very well. I'm very excited to talk uh, more about your knowledge and expertise as it pertains to what we talk about on this show. But before we get into that, if you could, to familiarize yourself with our audience, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you came to be doing the work that you're doing today? Absolutely. So um, I am Dick Hingeman, founder of Supply Chain Advisor. Um, I first experienced supply chain when I was working for Mattel. That when I first, um, you know, certainly fall in love with it. I had an uh, engineering background, but um, when it comes to supply chain, you need to apply both um, business knowledge and also um, operation as well together. So it's have the right mix, you know, solve the problem people for all kinds of um, departments and, you know, companies and all that. It's certainly fun for me. And um, over the years, I um, get into the consulting by, you know, accidentally, you know, helping someone that uh, want help and no one wanted to help her. And I did not know that she was a business owner. And um, a week later, she approached the university that I um, taught at the time that she wanted me to be her business consultant that started off my journey. And it's had so much fun. You know, you, you meet all kinds of people, you know, different backgrounds, different cultures, um, different countries. It certainly set off my path. And here I am today, um, a founder of the Supply Chain Advisor. So <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, it's super cool. And it's a big passion of mine as well, too. And it sounds like a little interesting to say that you're passionate about that, but we have similar backgrounds, mines and engineering. And I was always fascinated by operations management, which was one of my favorite courses in my graduate level curriculum uh, and talked a lot about supply chain. And obviously, given the nature of what's changed throughout the pandemic, there is a significant amount of discussion around supply chain. So I can imagine you've probably been pretty busy. You know, it's just, um, it's pretty much busy with the question that they have, you know, uh, they know what's going on and what can, you know, some, some companies certainly would like to find a solution instead of stuck with, I cannot find yeah, my raw materials, you know, my mm-hmm. operation is stuck and, you know, some parts of the um, operation that I need, you know, some automotive or some, you know, service company that, you know, the repair shop and all that. I cannot get the parts for your car, you know, your car got the, the need to, <laughs> you know, those kind of thing, you know, all kind of um, issue that people, people want to know what to do. And in, in some ways that, you know, it put um, supply chain and logistic people at the forefront of the um, attention because we usually be the, in the background, right? People don't know that we, what we do. And um, most of the time we, we enjoy, you know, solving the problem behind the scene and um, until no one, nothing show up at the shelf or, you know, with toilet paper run out <laughs> and people talk about supply chain and, you know, it is just, um, it's just interesting to see. And um, you are right. A lot of companies would like to know what other solutions they need to do in order to maintain the operations um, to, to keep running, even during the disruption and all that. So this is not the first time that we have the, the disruption. It's just different that, you know, the world is become more connected 
through social media, through internet, and all that people pay more attention, people learn from one another more, and things happen across the world and instantly change from, from the other side of the world, make people in many countries aware of what's going on. So um, I think that change, you know, in terms of scale, is also, um, you know, the, the disruption happen for both supply and demand. You know, it's kind of freezing. Um, we deal with um, a lot of disruptions in the history. But then again, you know, I have um, faith in the people in the industry that, you know, we are pretty much resilient. We will, we still have, um, we still have uh, medicine, we still have vaccine and all that. So it is pretty much the nature of, of the work, really. So Well said that, uh, I mean, I've only studied for the most part some of these issues from the outside looking in, but I've interacted with them a little bit myself as a consumer. And it's, to your point, this isn't the first time the supply chain has been disrupted, but perhaps maybe this as this significantly in such a short period of time. And like you said, from all angles. So it really is very interesting in how it gets tested and you can find the weak points in where we thought were perhaps we had built resiliency into the process or the procedures and now not so much, right? Kind of the whole table's been turned upside down. So <laughs> probably need to do a little bit of rethinking there. Right. Yeah, well said. And I know before we kind of get into the main topic of the show, which is you know, business development related to strategies that you've found to be effective for you. I wanted to tell a quick story about a resource that we typically talk about at the end of our show, but it's something we connected over. And it's something that I read as part of one of my favorite books that I would still recommend today um, called The Goal uh, in that graduate level operations management curriculum. And the, apparently there's a, there's a cooler story there, which I want you to tell because I never knew that. Um, I always thought, you know, it was largely like fictitious kind of rendering. But anyway, um, share a little bit more with us about that, if you will. Well, um, the goal is certainly one of the best um, selling business book, novel business, really. So what makes it unique is certainly the book, um, Eli Goldratt and the other feature um, Alex Rogo. He is, the, um, he is a character in the book. His fight to save his plants and also, you know, introduce people to the theory of constraints. So he also um, shared a lot of insights and all that. I had the privilege to meet with him in person, introduced by Professor Ray. Um, they are here in South Bend, Indiana. So it, it, was, it was pretty much insightful session. And it's rich and, you know, the insightful that he shared with the, with the people in the group is just amazing. You, if you love the business um, operation management and, you know, engineering or the business, um, the charm of the business that you need to keep um, evolving, keep solving problems, keep, keep the business running, is certainly, you certainly would enjoy that session. So he certainly um, encouraged people to, to apply the theory of constraints, um, lean and six sigma in unison, you know, because in order to see the result, you need to, you know, keep track on everything and make everything um, work together, right? Alignment and all that. So um, that part was pretty much the highlight of, of, my, of my year in that year, like three years ago that I, that I met him. 
but certainly down to earth and certainly very, very honest, <laughs> you know, like brutally honest, you know, share with all, and all that. And um, we discuss into, you know, a lot of company don't even know that sometimes they, they don't use the accounting system that actually help their business. So we discussed into that and um, it's, it certainly was fun. And I still to, to read that kind of story as well. The goal is a good book, John. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, it's such a cool story. I, I never knew uh, that there was more to the story than you can read in the book. But uh, as Jid is mentioning, as I am as well, definitely recommend getting a copy and reading that book if you haven't before for anything related to business in particular, uh, JIT's area of expertise in supply chain and operations management. So thank you for sharing that story. And you know what we were hoping to talk more about on the show is related to, for your business, uh, JIT, what do you have basically invested in that has provided kind of results that you're looking for from a business development perspective? And what we talked about previously was speaking. So I'm curious to hear you talk more about this as a topic as an opportunity to provide you know, business development progress, what your process may look like, what that looks like now, what the plans are for what's coming next. But a great place to start would be to learn a little bit more about that strategy in terms of how well it's worked for you. Absolutely. So I like to um, bring back the, the background in terms of business development. So I, I did that part for many other companies before before I start my, my own business. And it's different when you work for other companies, their brand already developed, right? They already have the clear strategy, what product and service they want to offer. And um, in terms of, you know, knowing even, you know, you start the new field of business for them, you still need to familiarize yourself with industry that you are in. You need to know your environment. You need to know who are the players, right? You need to know the rule. You need to know what works and what don't work and how you can, you know, differentiate yourself from the other brands or from the other product and service similar to, to, to what you offer. And um, you need to find your strength from there. So when you start your own business, you, you need to consider all kinds of elements into what if you start from scratch, your brand is not there yet. You need to develop the brand. You need to um, make sure that people understand what you're doing and also build trust and all that. It's, it's certainly um, important. What you do is certainly your brand, right? Who you are is certainly your brand when you started out. And you can certainly um, lay out the background what what you want to aim and what you want to do. So, um, but one thing that I think Sean can relate it to this as well. One thing that being you know entrepreneur or doing your own business, one thing that we we receive directly is one of the most valuable thing in life, which is we we have the control of our time. We know how to you know use or spend our time in in such a way that we we see the value in it. So um, that said, not everybody want to want to do that, right? If if you have the curiosity and you you want to learn and you enjoy um, exploring the area that that's not unknown to you, so certainly you have they have you have potential to to do it there. And um, when it comes to speaking, it is a part of um, it is a part of building brand. It is a part of building the awareness to to the public. 
you know, let people know who you are and all that. For me, again, is accident. Really, is accident um, that I that had I have the opportunity to to speak. I was invited to to be the panel discussion for sharing my expertise with the um, student in universities, and I was so frustrated because I I never like to be in the you know the light of the public. I certainly enjoy the conversation you know one to one or the people that I close to. People like you know laugh and all that, and and it's okay, right? It's different when you speak with you know a person that you know your family are with you, you're comfortable with or put in front of you know a few hundred people and it's certainly different and people will say like you'll be fine you know they they just um they they will just ask the question and you just answer for, for what you know and I was you know uh, nervous and all that but it they they were right it's just you know you just talk to to them like you know the way you talk to one person or the person that you know and if you have intention to certainly help them and want to make their life a bit better after they know you, you certainly would do fine. And what I find a benefit in you know, speaking for, for the business is that um, some, some host or some organize, some organizer will reach out to you and um, invite you to speak. And in, in that case, you know, they would share, you know, the, the information of the audience or and all that, and you can use it as lead as well. So you build relationship from there and um, people will see you as the, the person that, you know, they, they hear you talk, they hear you insights. And from what I heard from the audience is I love the insight that you share. It certainly um, help. And when you receive the feedback that, you know, hey, I like what you say about that, um, this idea and apply to my work and it works. So that was the starting point that this is beyond just speaking. This is beyond just um, doing things or, you know, building my brand. It certainly helped people. And for me, that that is the value that I I feel like it is something worth doing. So. <laughs> Well said, for sure. I've I've done a bit of speaking myself uh, over the course of my career thus far, and I, I never I never regret taking a speaking engagement. Essentially, whatever it may be, it is a great opportunity to build yourself as an authority, to connect with an audience, to demonstrate your area of expertise. Because a big part of it is getting that message out there, right, and letting people know what you know, and they start to connect the dots between the problems they have and how you may be able to help them solve them. So speaking can be really powerful, really beneficial. And I'm curious to learn more from you, Jit, as well, too, in terms of how that has changed throughout the course of the pandemic, because previously I was doing quite a bit of speaking actually in person. And then throughout the course of the pandemic, of course, everything for the most part went virtual, like you or I interacting now. I'm curious to know how that has, how that strategy for you has evolved given the nature of how those events seem to have shifted. I know some of the in-person stuff's coming back now, but quite a bit of it uh, is still virtual. So I'm curious to get your take on that too. Yes, um, it certainly have more. <laughs> you certainly <laughs> yeah, right. have more, more opportunity to, to speak, um, you know, the virtual world and, you know, through Zoom, through, through other platforms that certainly help people connect with each other, which in some ways I, I will never 
met you in person if if we are still you know under the um, pandemic and all that or people in in the other country or continents you know that they that they um, reach out or we, we interact with each other so um for me it certainly have more opportunity in terms of uh, speaking opportunities um during the pandemic which is you know people want to learn and use this time to reflect and see you know brainstorm with other people as well you know to to solve um their business and a lot of um the transition and uh, and you know some people see it as di- disruption some people see it as that the the um the mark of the beginning of the new era so it depends on what you see right and it depends on it reflect it reflect the um the plan or the strategy that want you want to move forward in terms of strategy in terms of plan that you you see um yourself or your business in the future so um i think it's certainly for for the speakers or people that you know see see this as opportunity don't don't you think so you see the same thing definitely yeah that's been my experience as well and i think it's actually helped and from one perspective you might think that especially if you're doing quite a bit of speaking in person previously that throughout the course of the pandemic and events being canceled uh, creates you know a particular barrier to what was a successful strategy for you before but I think in reality, to your point, I've seen almost the opportunities multiply of sort because there's much more efficiency in the process now. We don't need to necessarily move back and forth between point A and B or visit something physically in person. And instead, the virtual tools have come quite a long way in creating uh, creating sometimes even a better experience. And it was a lot of people, myself included, may prefer for the occasional in-person type of an event. But if I'm speaking or want to be listening to someone talk more about a particular area of expertise, being able to do so virtually or even uh, after it having been recorded essentially makes it much more convenient for me as a consumer to be able to, you know, uh, be able to learn the information and consume it essentially. So I've seen it as more of an advantage. Um, I'm also curious to learn from you, Jit, in terms of for those of us out there that want to get more involved in speaking and leverage that for business development purposes to grow our respective consulting practices, what what is the best advice you have for folks that kind of want to get started in that and haven't done much of it previously? I would say, you know, um, for me, I, I would like to relate it to what worked for me. For me, um, I love supply chain and I, I believe in the power of good business because, you know, good business nurture the world more, you know, in terms of, you know, I, I used to be, very, very shy. I am still shy in some way, but, you know, I think that, you know, the message that can help people is over, it's, it's um, overpower the fear that I'm afraid of, you know, speaking or being in front of, you know, the audiences and all that. So um, I am still nervous, you know, for every event that I, that I speak. But when you see the result, you know, one of, one of the event that I see and I did, I did the um, analyze the um, the data. It was fifty one countries. It was from fifty one countries that listened to my um, my session. I was like, wow, that I can never achieve that. <laughs> you know, if I'm still cool. doing that for for you know the in person. So yep. open yourself to that kind of opportunity. You you never know that 
um, what will bring you. It will you amaze yourself that you know uh, really 51 countries. It's it's like um, it's like a dream or something like that. I I need to pinch myself some days, but. It's certainly possible because the technology is nowadays, just like Chuan mentioned, is certainly more advanced and is more user friendly um, than in the past. So I think um, the way to 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 get started is you need to to believe that your message can help other people. You know, your story can inspire other people. Um, I would say, don't aim to inspire people. Um, do what you love, and um, do it so well, and you know have the intention to to help other people to to provide a value. Is certainly will set you apart from from other people that you know just just do it because they want to do it and they don't know what they aim for. For me, um, whatever the story, whatever um, the expertise that you have, you love to do, and you believe that it would help other people, just just make your decision to to do it, and start from there. Well said. That was something that I had to overcome as well. Also, where you know some people have this feeling, oftentimes that they may not know enough about any given topic to feel like they can speak about it. In front of an audience and teach others, so to speak. But what we don't realize over time, and I eventually realized this. I imagine you probably went through something similar. Is that you know, with the things that we are passionate about, we are often diving into those much in much greater detail than the vast majority of anyone else. And then when someone wants to know more about that topic, more often than not, there are a multitude of things that we can share with them for them to learn more about it, and they would consider us to be experts, right? Sometimes. We may not consider ourselves experts or feel like we're experts, but to all of those folks, we are, right? So um, whatever topic you're most passionate about, chances are you have some really valuable information to share with folks that want to know more about it. So look for opportunities to speak about those topics in which you're passionate that overlap with the value proposition for your business. And I think those are great next steps. Uh, so thank you for sharing, Jit. Uh, thank you for being here. And a couple questions for you before we let you go. The first one is... Are there any resources that you would share with our audience where they can go to learn more about either what we talked about here today or anything else related to your work or anything you'd recommend? Absolutely. So I think one of the resources that start the gold book, right? That one would certainly help you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, familiar um, with the um, operation management, you know, some kind of... um, theory of constraints or the way that you know Alex Rogo fight to save his plans and you know it also um related to real life because he almost um lost his marriage and all that because he was working so much you know here and there and it certainly there are some wisdom in there you know both for in life and and, and career as well so um i know people that you know you you need to work in order to you know provide for for the family and all that but sometimes you know you cannot really um separate between the personal and career because you work for them and you you love them and you want to keep them happy as well. So um, I think that is part of it. It's sailed on um, internet, 
you can you know check on Amazon or some places that as well. And um, you know the bookstore nowadays. I think um, I went to the bookstore to get my copy in order to get um, Alex Rocco to sign his name on the book for me um, that day. But that's before pandemic, and um, I think it's open back up now, so you you can have that at your local bookstore and all that as well. And um, for other thing for the supply chain, if you want to learn more about supply chain and what we can help, you know, check out our website worldwide web supply chain advisor hidden e you know dot com. And um, about speaking opportunity, you can reach out to Sean. You know, he know in that area more than me really. But um, you know, those kind of um, opportunities are certainly there, and um, the resources of the book. If you want more book or you want more resources, you know, feel free to join and to me. I certainly happy to to share with you with you directly as well. Thank you, Jit. And the last question I have for you is: Who should reach out to you, and how can they get in touch? Absolutely. So, who should reach out to me is you. You you have a curiosity mind like me, you know. Want to know what what supply chain can help your business um, save money and you know providing the profit that you don't even know that you you can get it out from your supply chain. Let let me know. You know, um, um small and medium size um companies sometimes they don't have the supply chain um people or the function. If you curious, you know what 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 you can do with your company if you don't really have um people. Um, that graduate, or you cannot afford to to hire people at the time. You know, let me know. Um, reach out to me. I certainly happy to answer your question. You know, a medium sized company and a corporate certainly have different issues or the supply chain and the way that they manage the um, operations and all that. Happy to to let you know and just reach out to Sean and to myself directly. So happy to to answer you for that. And what's the what's the best way to get in contact with you? Um, do you have any preferred kind of um, communication or communication preferences? Absolutely. I check my email more than um, taking a call. <laughs> so my email <laughs> is the website, you know, supplychainadvisor.com, jit.hinchman um, at supplychainadvisor.com with an E. So um, let me know or reach out to Sean. He's right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very good and will do. Thank you, Jit, and uh, thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge and experience with myself and our audience. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it, Sean. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have a suggestion for a future episode or you would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at sean at podcastchef.com. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at podcastchef.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, chef.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our Podcasting Done For You service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your consulting business to the next level. Hey, you, yes, you. 
It's uh, 2024, and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.